The, the issue is like this. We, we like to discuss in the context of halacha um, confidentialities, um, mostly relating to medical cases, as we'll see, but it's relevant to many things. Um, so there's a general law we'll discuss, and then specific scenarios where, as a physician, you get into touchy situations, or as a rabbi, or as, a, as we'll see in many cases, you're involved in life, really, where there are times you might have to reveal things, um, or, and, what, and how does the halacha work? And especially sometimes it doesn't, the halacha and the law don't necessarily see eye to eye. There are times that the law might tell you you have to reveal, Halacha says you can't reveal, or contrary. The law, which law? The law of the land. Okay, thank you. Of the United States of America. So, and there are times that the law will tell you you should not reveal, you can lose your license. Simple laws, but Halacha might say you have to reveal. So the question becomes, what happens in those situations? Do I have to risk uh, losing my license or not? How does that work? Okay, how are you doing? You should get some gloves for your feet, too. Yeah. Cold pants. No, my pen, uh, feet legs don't get cold. Okay. Just the rest of me. Um, okay, so so uh, there's two cases that I stole from someone. Now, let's see, I didn't read them myself. So let's read the first two cases here. Top of the page. Number one is Carl, a family physician, treated the mother and uncle of 22-year-old James for manic depression. James is dating a girl seriously, and Carl knows her family. Carl is a doctor. Is Carl able or obligated to inform the girl or her parents? Okay, so this is a typical case, not necessarily limited to doctors. This could be as a rabbi or as a community uh, friend. Someone is dating someone, and you know uh, specific things about the person, the date or the dater, either one, um, where, where you... Uh, meaning, obviously, it's something that can affect the relationship in a very big way. Um, could even endanger a relationship, such as, in this case, manic depression, um, or whatever the illness might be. But it's something serious enough where clearly it could affect the marriage. So what is my obligation? Um, do I keep quiet? Because HIPAA tells me I'm not allowed to say anything. Maybe. Or do I say something? Again, it's not. A, I'm not only asking... Where most many of us are medical professionals here, but even not just the question is in, in general. As a rabbi, I might know things. People call me all the time. They're dating this person, um, and as anyone, so can I reveal it or not? Uh, and James, I'm obligated to. James be. is not a patient of the doctors. Um, no, it says uh, he is. It it's treated. Relevant. Oh, yo, that's a good question. I don't think yes. it's relevant. It's a complete. No, it is relevant because uh, HIPAA will tell you you can't say. I mean. If he's your but patient, your, your there's much more restrictions. James is the same duty. No, I'm saying if no. James is your patient, there's obviously more, much more restrictions yeah. than if he's not. No re restrictions? Yes, of revealing confidentialities. Of the other people? No, no, but James is, your pa James is the guy who's manic depressive. No, okay. the oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. James has got them. Yes, James has got them. No, the mother and the uncle have them. Um, oh, I don't no. think so. I don't think so. No, James is the patient. James is the patient. Sorry, I thought Jay, uh, uh, It's James's family that's got it. Treated the mother and the uncle of James for manic depression, but he didn't treat James for that. It's not James. James is so James far okay. So far, yes. It's got nothing to do with so the doctor. Yeah, yes, yes. 
The yeah, doctor has no relationship to to the to go the girl. Has, right. has he has no, no relationship to the girl and the, no relationship the girl. To that's the, to the boy. And, yeah. and no personal the relationship to the boy. Yeah, I mistook James for the girl. No, Sorry. Personal. Right. No. Well, right. James is the patient. No, no he's not. No, he's James not. isn't the patient. James is uh, oh. is yeah. the boy Mother marrying the girl. James's family have got married. Oh, it doesn't say that James is the patient. Yeah, okay. no. James, James is ah, also okay. a patient. The key, the key is that it's a family physician, ah. so that it's not. Meaning so he's not external to the situation. Yeah, he, I mean, he might not be a patient either. All right. right. No, Let's assume he's not. James is the patient. Right. No, it's just the family. Right. So situation. in this case, the yeah. the hippie would be violating the. The laws, maybe of the the of HIPAA laws of the mother and the uncle, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. okay, so case number right. two. So, uh, so when we so decide, it, no. So if we it, didn't decide anything. I don't know. I I didn't decide anything. Oh, Did you decide. If it's no, we didn't decide anything. Decided, I decided that it's the doctor's obligation to speak to the mother and have her tell her son to tell the family about the story. Okay. Uh. Then well, let's say the son says no. Yeah, you can't do anything else. Let's that's say the right. son says no, then you're stuck. You say. Then you're stuck. Okay, Maida, what were you? Well, I, I, I want to ask the question, is manic depressive proven to be genetically linked? Actually, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is? I know, genetically linked, but there's more cases. It's family. familial. Okay, right. yeah. it, it is familial. Yeah. doesn't mean genetically linked, but there is some right, yeah, higher cases. Environmental, man, not... Um, no, and and James reactive depression is environmental. James is not known to be manic depressive at no. age twenty-two. Right, well, is that, it's, it's not would, not would it absolutely have manifested itself at that point? No, That's and we also don't know uh, whether he has been diagnosed by someone else. Yeah, or not. Yeah. It, Yes. Uh, These are all James very important not questions. Necessarily, the patient's doctor. Uh, yes. Doctor's patient. He's not. He's no. not. So James may have been diagnosed. And the the, 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 the issue right. goes further than that. It's more than that. It's uh, uh, also because the, 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 uh, this is three things. Number one is James going to bring illness to the the family. Number two is that illness going to affect the relationship. And number three is that illness going to go to children. There's right. three issues. Yes. All very important issues, yes. Case Hello. number two, yes, all important issues. I don't know the answer yet, let's see. Two, Dana, Dana, how do you pronounce it? Dana? Dana. Dana, an OBGYN. I don't know where he gets his names. It's a doctor, Dana. Um, uh, is informed by a patient. Dana is the OBGYN. Okay, she's the OBGYN, is informed by a patient, 25 year old Jane, that she contracted an STD in the course of an extramarital affair. So you have a married woman telling the doctor she contacted an S STD, admitting a, an affair. If this is true, Jane's husband is required by Jewish law to divorce her. Does Dana have an obligation to inform Jane's husband? No, he or she has an obligation to inform this, the uh, health department. Every, ST every STD no, has to be sure. deported? Uh, no, she's got an STD. She's every STD has to be reported? Yeah. Yeah. They are reported, yeah. but every uh, single one. Yeah, they're Even reported like whether the doctor likes it or not. By the way, whether they are they reported specific to a, an individual or just as a general. No. Well, specific to an individual, and the, and the public health department contacts the contacts. Right. Okay. So this is true of all STDs, or just all of the STDs that you're required by law to uh, report, yeah. which so you sometimes don't. So it's not all STDs. 
No, it's, it, but, uh, when I was doing it, but, but it used yeah, to be the lab that The did lab it. also said the that. The lab used right. to do it. The lab, yeah. The lab was doing it. Okay, so, generally speaking... Well, you tell the patient, of course. <laughs> so, in, in essence, that husband will find out. Well, not necessarily. So, uh, it depends on the county. Uh, no, unless the wife doesn't admit that she has a husband. <coughs> no, I'm saying it also depends on the county. Depends on that. There's, there's yeah. different laws. Not every state. I don't think it's not federal. I don't know that the, the not a federal law. The, the, the lab does inform uh, contacts. The lab doesn't inform anybody. The lab informs public health department that they have a positive culture. The public health department. The public health department contacts the patient and finds out about contacts from the patient. And well, so the patient refuses to tell. The, the patient may refuse to tell. Yeah, no lies. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's it's entirely possible that if the doctor weren't going to say anything, the, the husband, husband won't would never know. know. No, right. because the lab would have reported it. To no, but again, the public not health department. No, no, but they're they necessarily they reported it to the public health department. They contacted her and she said, "I haven't stooped anybody." Right. Okay. Right. So, end of story. End of story. Immaculate infection, as we call it. Right. <laughs> Immaculate <laughs> infection. I like that. Right. So it now poses this question: Is the doctor obligated? No. No. I'm saying halakhically. Yeah. The public health department is actually more interested in the person that Jane was uh, contacted it yeah. from. Right. I don't know if they go ahead yeah. and they tell, but her husband, they probably should. Yeah, they would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if they did where They do have to try uh, find out where it came from yeah. more than where it's going to. They should speak, they, to, they, they, they will speak to Jane about where it's going to. You know yeah. But if, if we took it, you know, completely Jane doesn't tell the health department, so now we're back to the doctor. The doctor... Jane doesn't have to, it's the lab that does. The doctor the and the lab are obliged to report it. Are obliged to report Jane, but have Jane doesn't have to report her contacts. Disease All right, so Jane doesn't report her contacts. So there's no... It's between Jane and the doctor now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is the, do the doctor can't, can he? Uh, not without her permission. The doctor can't. The, the doctor. Uh, yeah. So now the question is halachically. Okay, so. Okay, we, we were talking about the law. Okay. Yeah, but I'm uh, talking about halacha. You're talking yeah, about the law. Well, I wanted to know what the law was for sure. Yes. Law is he saying he cannot violate simple. Halachically, why would Dana be obligated to tell the husband? Is that the question you're posing to us? No. Well, uh, well the uh, husband who did. The halachas, there's two concerns here in the halacha. One is, one is saving a life, and the other one is there's a there's you, if she had an affair, she can't stay married to us. There's two different right. issues. Right. Halacha needs to address here. So we'll get we'll we'll try to get that. Does that the, the public health department is not concerned about their 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 their, their marriage status. They're yes. concerned about the fact that yeah. the venereal disease is going to go to the husband and back to Jane and back to the husband right. and back to Jane and all the extramarital and whoever the husband's yes. shipping as well. <laughs> if he is okay. Yeah, so now that. that we got that straight, mm. that's so exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't mean just because she's guilty doesn't mean he's guilty. What are you making? Hmm? What are you making more family problems than there is? That's because she's guilty doesn't mean he's guilty. That's right. <laughs> okay, so... On the other hand... 
So now, right. um, the, so, the, so let me just give a general introduction here. So, generally speaking, what's fascinating, at least but to that me, is, that is what the health department does. Okay, I got you. I got you. So now, generally speaking, in secular law and halacha is very different when it comes to revealing of confidentialities. In the fact that secular law only um, restricts confidentialities when it comes to professionals. That means a lawyer, an attorney has there's a whatever client attorney privileges, right? He's now to reveal things that the client told him. A physician has his HIPAA laws. He's now allowed to reveal the patient's records, anything about the patient to society, right? To others. All right, okay. Okay. to the insurance companies and the lab and ten thousand. Right, we get it. That's a, but, but I'm saying that's and restriction. Got a financial interest. Right. Financial well, we'll interest okay, we'll get to the insurance companies it, also. We'll get to that. But my point is, in uh, in secular law and Western law, revealing revealing of confidentialities is only specifically to professional confidences. There's no prohibition if I find out that my the guy sitting next to me in shul has an STD. I can announce it on the shul from the pulpit. Not, a, mm-hmm. not as a rabbi, that's a different question. Right. But as a layperson, yeah. and I did nothing wrong legally. <coughs> okay? May, unless it's defamation. If I'm making, if it's a lie, that's something else. But I'm saying legally there's nothing wrong. Halacha says no. You cannot, the revealing confidentialities in Jewish law is not limited to profession. It's across the board. There's a prohibition for everyone. One is called Lashon Hara. Okay, as we'll what see. What about if, if it's, it's to negative. protect the safety? Okay, we got there, we got there, we got there, we got there, slowly. Okay, it's only got the time. So, so, so that's number one. A major difference between secular um, restrictions on confidentialities, Western law restrictions, and Jewish laws. Jewish law is much more restrictive in the sense it's not limited to professionals. Whether you're a doctor, whether you're whatever you are, whether you're a street sweeper or just a guy, Rabbi, all the, everyone's equal in the eyes of the law. You cannot reveal confidentialities, and and it's initially based even before lashon hara, because lashon hara specifically is usually something that can be construed as negative. Okay, um, how, right. So that's under the guise of lashon hara, which we'll get there in a second. But there's a, a different prohibition that the Gemara and Yuma discusses based on the first verse um, in. Maybe make sure it's the first verse. Actually, the second verse. Uh, first verse. Um, yeah. First verse in Vayikra in Leviticus, in the book of Leviticus and partial Leviticus in, Vay- in partial Vayikra says like this: says Vayikra El Moshe, God called to Moshe, Vayidaber Hashem Elov Meolel Mohed Lamar, and he spoke to him. This is a standard verse. It's actually all over the Torah. I'm not sure why they specifically picked this one, but it says God spoke to Moshe um, from the from the. Uh, What's it called? Oh, my, how do you say that? Tent of meeting. Tent of meeting. There you have it. Lamar saying, and he basically tells him, "Daber Tell this to the, you tell this to the Jewish people. Okay, which is a standard passage you find in many places, but I guess maybe this is the first place you find this. I'm not sure um, that why they they, they hark on this pasuk. The Gemara Yuma says like this. So I'll read you the Gemara. The Gemara says, "Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Loma hiktim kriel adibur. Why does it first say?" Um, sorry, that's the wrong one. Lamer. Amr of Anasya, Rabbah, Minayan Lomer, Dovah the Chaveri, Shubabal Yomer. How do we know when someone t- 
tells something to his friend, automatically he's prohibited from repeating what the friend told him. Told the friend, says, you can reveal it. So that means the, the Gemara is assuming here there's a blanket prohibition or blanket derecheretz, but the question is, is a real prohibition or not? Is it counted as one of 613? I'm not sure. That seems to be different opinions. But when your friend tells you something, whatever it is, tells you that he's dating this woman or, you know, I'm getting divorced and plan on getting divorced in six months. So you are prohibited from revealing that. Even though it might not even be negative. He's dating someone. doesn't mean it's negative. You have no right to repeat that information unless your friend explicitly gives you permission or sometimes it's assumed. Let's say it's a, an accuracy. He says he bought chocolate ice cream. Obviously, it doesn't mean you can't say, tell someone that he bought chocolate ice cream. But something that there's a concern that he might want it not to be revealed even again, it doesn't have to be negative information. It could be neutral information, but it's something that could be private. So you have no right to reveal it unless you know explicitly that he allows you to reveal it. says this, Kamara, what's the source for this? This verse right here. Because the Torah says, God had a, every time Hashem spoke to Moshe, he had to give him permission to set, tell the conversation to the Jewish people. Fascinating, uh, very wide range pro, uh, prohibition according to this. Again, is it counted in the 613? I'm not sure. I have to do more research. Um, but uh, but it's, it's a troubling drasha because it's not clear in the words. I mean, it could be God was just telling him, tell this to the Jewish people. He had to tell him, and if he wouldn't say that, it's not that he's telling him he's, a, he's giving him permission to reveal something. He's telling him, listen, this is the message to give the Jewish people. So exactly how it's even derived from the verse, I'm not sure. Um, so the, the assumption, the simple assumption above the drasha is that you see from here, the Torah is teaching you the fact that every time Hashem spoke to Moshe, he had to tell him Lamor, tell this to the Jewish people. So it's this, the implication is that without stating that explicitly, that if God did not state Lamor, the word Lamor, to give him Moshe permission, he would be prohibited from telling over that conversation that he had with Hashem. I have a question. Sure. Suppose Carl was this girl's uh, father, and not that he just knew the family. I mean, the family physician who's, uh, who tra- treated the mother and uncle for uh, uh. manic depression. And he's the, also the and physician. And he's the, also the father of the girl. And, and I'm not sure, as we'll see, I'm not sure that will change anything, meaning... Uh, I'm not sure just because the family, uh, listen, you, if there's an obligation to protect someone else, so then the obligation would be you equal. Can't, you can't tell family members about yeah. some patient yeah, more doesn't allow than, you. than anybody else. Even if Carl is the father of this girl that James is dating? Okay, so that's no, a, uh, obviously he's the father. You're not going to, if you're presuming you don't want the marriage to happen, you're going to have to tell him. You're going to have to manage. Yeah, you could say something else. You could situation. say the guy's there. But you're still not. Say, make up a different story. About that patient. The, the, the Carl isn't. Carl isn't the patient. Carl is the doctor. Carl isn't oh, the doctor. doctor. No, he said, supposing he is. No, he's saying he no. He's no, he's saying the girls. The, the girl's boy. father. Carl happens to be the oh, doctor oh, and yeah, the girl's father. It doesn't change anything. Listen. If, if a doctor's yeah. son wants to marry somebody and the doctor's concerned about the health of of that other side, uh, he's obviously got a problem. He's obviously going to have. I'm saying, but there's ways to do it. Listen, the simple on the surface, you can simply say. 
You could say, uh, listen, I know stuff about this guy, don't date him. Right. doesn't make any difference. It's okay, okay. Yeah, not that, that's, that's not a violation of the law. That's not going to do anything with the girl. Uh, 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 no. Your I'm not sure. What the hell is going on in this family? You could do something like that, yeah. Yeah, or you could just say, listen, I know I'm privy to information about this person. You know... Keep away, or keep away. That's not a violation of the law. That's not a violation of the law. I can't tell you. I won't tell you. That's bad enough. That's already... That's already... No, is that a violation of the law? I don't think so. It absolutely is. Really? No, you never even said it's medical. All I'm saying is I'm privy to information. Could be he was a child molester. Let me tell you that when he came out, when HIPAA first came yeah, out, before if you were a venereal disease doctor, I read an article that said, you're not allowed to say hello to somebody in the street in case they think, and somebody else thinks they're a patient and assumes that they've got a venereal disease. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, but that's I'm how sure HIPAA just said. They're not, they're not Whatever. Sure. Anyway, okay. So bottom line is getting back to the law here. Not, yes, I don't want to get caught up in Carl. That's only if you're a Republican. If you're a Democrat, you can do anything. And get away with oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no politics. <laughs> Only time. So um, the the bottom line is so again I, I, we, this verse here it's not talking about professionals even though Moshe was a professional you could argue but uh, it's 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 a blanket prohibition to any Jew to the Gemara is saying in Yuma and again fortunately people don't know about this Gemara too much it seems but uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a blanket prohibition to not reveal confidentialities unless you know either by the person explicitly telling you or there's other assumptions, like I say, just innocuous information to that you're, and without that you're prohibited from revealing information. So that's one prohibition. Um, very clear, again, across the board, very broad um, prohibition, which does not allow disclosure of confidentialities for anyone. Um, number two is, and that's the first one on the sheet quoted here, which is the famous, this is the verse in, further on in Vayikra in Leviticus, in Pasha's Kedoshim. Torah says like this, a very important verse, because there's two very important parts, specifically relating to these cases and to all of medical ethics, but the first part is the general prohibition of what we call today is called Lashon Hara, which is, and, and, and just to be clear, Lashon Hara is is not the same as Moti Shemra. People think Lashon is only if I'm saying something not true. So it's very important to understand. The Torah is telling you, the first word is in the Pasuk here, don't be a gossip monger, even if it's 100% true. I'm saying the truth, not saying a lie. There's a different verse in the Torah, which is what's called Moti Shemra, prohibition of defaming someone. Wait, let me finish my statement. And def- defamation, that means if I'm saying a non-truth about someone, that's... That's prohibited from a different verse, which is called Moti Shemra. Specifically, it's talking about, uh, we're not going to get into it, Torah says if uh, a man marries a woman, he claims she wasn't a virgin, doesn't want to pay his ketubah, whatever that case is, the Torah deals with that. That's defamation. Okay? That is lying. Sorry, what is defamation? Defamation. If you're saying a non-truth about someone else. I thought that was if you're actually saying a truth. No. Defamation is... What I'm saying is, is you're saying something which is not true. That's what defamation. Defamation means I'm defaming the person by saying something which is non-truth. If it's true, that can't be defamation. That's a fact. Right? Like all those Republicans do. No, again, no politics. Okay. So now, so so actually, one for example, the president is being sued by a woman who, who he claims. Um, she's accused him of, of some type of sexual impropriety, and he said it's not true. And he said she's an idiot, and she's now suing him for defamation. Because if it's tr- if 
he's saying a lie, again, if, I don't know the truth, he said, she said, but if the president was lying and he said, that, no, it's meaning he's accusing her of just being a whatever, a bimbo, whatever his language he used, so that's defamation. If it is, if, if the president is correct, he's saying the truth, that's not defamation. Yeah, but what is Instead, it? You, you can get sued for that. It's sued for defamation, yeah. No, you're saying it's not defamation. If you're saying something bad about somebody and it's true, you no, can still... No, you can't get sued. Yeah. Not as a, if you're not, if you're not a professional. If I get up and say, this person uh, raped someone, if I get up and they said this person raped someone, and he did rape someone publicly, I have no pro there's no prohibition saying that. If I say, this person's a child molester, and he is, that's not defamation. Defamation is if I get up and say he's a child molester, and he's not. He never, he, he was never convicted, and he never did anything. That's defamation. If he could prove that he's innocent, since then I... The privacy, you can get sued. That's a different issue. I think you, you no, can get that's sued. Something else. It's not defamation. Something that's it's true, not defamation. Again, defamation is specifically untrue. You say a, a false statement. I'm, I'm defaming sure. the person. Yes. If, if it's true, that's not defamation. That's, defamation. that's I'm telling his life story. What's invasion of privacy? I have no no prohibition on me. Depends what. What do you mean? If somebody's saying something about somebody. And he's if I'm not, not a professor, not, not, not a public true. figure. Let's say the New York Times, piece of crap, uh, <laughs> uh, prints something about somebody who they do often, and it's um, true. And, it, and it's true. It can still be. Uh, but the guy, well, guy's private, not, you know, I'd say I say Britney Spears, is, is, uh, Britney Spears is is having an affair. Britney Spears is doing this. He can sue no, the New that's York every Times. website. You yes, know, he's every, having an affair. Every they say it, they, he can sue them. Correct. Yes. I'm not sure that's correct. But yes. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, whatever. True, yeah. Speak to your local attorney. But, but I don't if know. he's a public figure, then the, then he can't sue them. That's correct. Okay, so now, so again, so I just want to make clear: there's two prohibitions in halachically in the Torah, two biblical prohibitions. One is called motzi shemra. That is what we call in in English defamation. That means I'm saying a falsehood about someone else. Lashon hara, which is this. Negative prohibition right here. Lo telech rachel ba'amecha. Do not be a gossip monger amongst your people. That is even if it's a hundred percent true what you're saying. As a matter of fact, only if it's hundred percent true. Again, if it's not hundred percent true, then it's defamation. Okay. So, so on the libel defamation, they got to work right. that out. So lie right. So now, um, so that's this is what we call, I guess you call a slander. That's the correct word, which means I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the word slander means, but uh, slander. I think means even if it's true, I can slander someone. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know English so well. I grew up in Brooklyn, um, so so uh, actually I don't know English so good. I grew up in Brooklyn, um, so so the point is like this. So again, so the Torah is a clear prohibition here again for all people, not the professional, non-professional. That's number one. By the way, without getting any sounding racist, the Torah does seem to say Ba'amecha, it's specific to members of your nation. There is no prohibition of Lashonara about a non-Jew. So saying what you want about the president, about Nancy Pelosi, whoever you want to talk about, technically speaking, there's no prohibition. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but the, this negative prohibition, as the Torah states pretty clearly, Ba'amecha is in your, within your nation. So the assumption is it's referring specifically to Jews, exactly why that is. We're not, we're not going to discuss that. Okay, now the next statement in this very same passage. So again, so based on this, anyone, again, not even limited to doctors, you'd have a general prohibition to say anything, specifically, even if it's negative, for sure. 
even if it's true, the person has an STD, your friend has an STD, he tells you in shul, or whatever the case is, the guy sitting next to you, and, and you now you know he's dating someone, there's a, technically speaking, we'd say there's a general prohibition to reveal that. But, if you continue in this very same verse, Manny, you with me? Very important. Yes. Learning Torah here, look at the next verse. The next, in the same verse, the very same verse continues and says, don't be a gossip manga amongst you people. So before that, actually, you know, before that, I just want to skip down to two before we get to the second part of the verse. Maimonides defines this verse, Lashon Hara, in number two. Maimonides says, Ezu Rachil, what is considered a gossip manga, gossiper? Osen, can't read, Shetoin Dvarim, that he takes uh, words. And he goes from the one water cooler to the other in the office and, uh, and he goes around from cubicle to cubicle say, you heard what happened with this guy? This is what this guy told me. I can't believe, you wouldn't believe. He told me yesterday that he, that he, uh, he the doctor told him he had this STD. And this is what I heard about this guy. I read on TMZ. I read on, uh, you know, whatever it is. Even though, says Maimonides, says the Rambam, it's true, it's 100% true. There's nothing that I'm saying that could be misconstrued as non-truth, that is, has any non-truth. I'm not even exaggerating my words. I'm saying exactly the way he told me. Says Maimonides. He is someone who brings destruction to the world. Um, gossip is, is a terrible thing. Okay, says Maimonides. And it happens to be a biblical prohibition too. Besides that, which is interesting, he... he He's more worried about the destruction of the biblical prohibition. So now, so now, so that's the general prohibition again. Like we're saying, halach is much more restrictive than legalities in that sense. But and here's the big but: if you go back to number one, the end of that very same verse says, "Lo ta'amod And I skipped a word there: "Ani Hashem." Left out God's name there. I don't know why. My copy and paste didn't go all the way down. Um, so, so. Hashem says, do not stand idly by while your fellow's blood is being shed. I am your God. Okay? Now, what does that mean? So, before we get to the connection between the two, but there's a general, as we discussed, ad nauseum in this class well, in the past. It's like a citation, isn't it? It's like a citation. It's God. It shows the authority for saying it. I am your God. Well, God is speaking here. God is not citing himself, but, but uh, this is the Torah. Assuming you believe God wrote the Torah, this is God talking. Okay, so, so it's saying, Hashem is saying, don't stand idly by while your fellow's blood is being shed. I am Hashem. Okay, we'll get to why it says I am Hashem, but in a second. The point is, so before we get to the connection between the two parts of the verse, this is the general obligation that we always discussed, and we've discussed many times, of the obligation to rescue. That means if I have the ability to save someone's life, um, and we also apply it to monetary matters, as we'll see soon. Um, life doesn't, when it says dam, we, the Gemara says it doesn't only mean dam is blood, it means dam is also damim, which is money. Money in Judaism is almost as important as blood. Um, and, and, right, so, so therefore, says the Torah, if you ha- if, don't stand out of the bay. If you could save someone's life, someone's drowning in the bay, you jump in and save them if you could swim. If you are, uh, whatever the case is, there is an obligation to rescue or to to prevent harm from coming to a person if you can. 
Okay, so that's the general prohibition. Well, why do you say Ani Hashem? So that's the, usually, this is a, a principle in all of Torah, the, I think the Gemara says this, I believe it's the Gemara, that whenever God, sometimes you have a commandment that says Ani Hashem, sometimes you don't. So the, the reason the Gemara says is usually it's with something where you're, where you're thinking as humans, we tend to think as anyone watching. So there are, there are many commandments where no one knows if you're going to do good or bad. So I'm driving to work. I see a car, you know, fly into the bayou. I, you know, went off the embankment. So I can make believe I didn't see it out of the corner of your eye. So no one's going to know. When you come to work, no one knows that you just bypassed an accident and you, you don't want to be late for your meeting. And therefore, you didn't call even, you didn't even spend the time to call 911 because you're eating breakfast and you want your burrito to get cold. Okay, so, so that, no one's going to know that. Besides, that's where Hashem says, Hashem. He knows. Now, there's usually those prohibitions where it's between, between no one's going to know except you and God. Hashem says, don't worry, you know, you think no one's watching. Ani Hashem. Okay, so this is one of those prohibitions. So that's why it says Ani Hashem. I see. So more Does that apply to the whole sentence or just to the last phrase? Good question. Um, well, well, the beginning part, people are going to know. If you're saying Lashonara, people will know. Um, I'm assuming you, know, you say you have to tell someone, not talking to the wall. It's no fun in speaking, gossiping to yourself. The whole fun is, tell, is, is, is telling someone else. So, so the, let me see if I can find this verse quickly in, in the Chumash, 1916. So it's in Leviticus 1916. So the, there's another, so now besides, so there's two fascinating prohibitions here, seemingly unrelated. Don't speak Lajanara and save someone's life. What does one have to do with the other? So the the trying to remember who makes this the juxtaposition of the two is also very important. Um, by the way, just to read you the Gemara on this, this is a chumash that has all the Gemaras on the Pesukim. So quoting all the Gemaras, he says, "Oselach Rachel." He translates Tanur Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel learned in the, in the academy of Rabbi Shmuel. Zu rechilas, zu lashanara. This gossip that the Torahs we're talking we're talking about is the famous prohibition of lashanara. Um, Right, and, and that's we quote similarly the Ramam is quoting this Taner of Nechemish Lotek Rochel. What does Rochel mean? Rochel literally means the term means a a what's it called? A merchant. That's really what we were A merchant, someone who uh, you know who goes right, so obviously Torah is telling you don't be a, not Torah is not telling you don't be a merchant, because then a lot of Jews would be out of business over the centuries. There'd be a lot of less Jews in the world if we didn't allow to be a merchant. So what he's saying is you're a merchant with your gas with your words. Mm-hmm. Torah is telling you, Sel Rachel, don't be a merchant and, and sell your world. You know, you wanna right. you wanna be impressive one in the office, so you tell over some good juicy gossip about the secretary. I'm going and selling my words for this guy and that guy. That's what a merchant does. There's a better word than merchant. I'm looking for a guy who went from door to door selling. It's not a merchant. What's the word for that? A salesman. Salesperson. It's oh, a, it's a yeah. nicer word, I remember. Like an old English word. A peddler? Peddler, peddler. Yes, that's what it looked right. That's the Jewish word. So so don't be a peddler. A rochel means a peddler. Don't peddle gossip. Is what what the Torah is saying. That's the way the Gemara understands. Now the second verse, the second verse, second half of the same verse, says again the obligation to rescue. Now, what's the connection between the first part of the verse and the second part of the verse? Says I don't remember who. Um, I don't think it's a Gemara, but Mefarshim. Um, the commentaries explain like this. They say no, they're very much connected. The juxtaposition here is very important. What the Torah is telling you is don't speak lashonara. But let's say my lashonara, my negative talk about someone, could save could save someone, could rescue someone's life. 
So this guy told me he has an STD, and I know he's dating my my uh, sister's friend. Okay, so now if I if I don't say lashonar, if I don't tell my sister's friend that dating the person, so that I'm not I have the ability to rescue. She might get HIV or whatever other you know syphilis or some other STD. Um, if your motivation is that is that, then it's not lashonar. Exactly. That's what they're saying. That's the juxtaposition. Don't be a gasmonger amongst your people, but, says the Torah, but you have an obligation to rescue, to save someone's life. If you could save someone's life, you got to tell them. Okay, then, then that notes the Lotamor overrides the Loselech Rachel. You understand? The, the saving someone overrides the prohibition of Lashnar. And it's very important because today, and unfortunately in, in very orthodox societies, this is a big issue that people have become so, uh, it's a big fad to be very strict on Lashnar. So much so that they're so strict that if God forbid there's a child molester in the community or someone that, that there's concern that he might harm children or even adults in the community, they don't, they don't want to tell it. Lashnar, I can't tell that. Or someone's dating someone, like we're saying, and and uh, the, and uh, you know the person has issues. We know in the past he's he's uh, you know abused his past life or whatever the case is, and they come and ask you about him, and you say, "Loshner, oh, I don't want to say." So that is wrong. Huh? No, I'm just because I thought Loshner was when it wasn't true. Oh, they have Moti Shemra. Again, okay, all right. defamation is not true. That's Moti Shemra. Lashonara is when only when it's true. So, it's true. Yes, okay. even when it's true. Well, so even no it's true. So one second, so you hear my point? So, it's, so there's a big yeah. problem today in, in people's minds because Lashonara, listen, uh, Torah says not to say, and therefore they hide behind the cloak of Lashonara not to to uh, protect the community. Sometimes rabbis do this and, some, and it's a terrible thing because it's very clear in the Torah that you have to protect people, especially when it comes to children and, and things like that. So if you have people who are they're, they're being so strict, you know, so from in their Lashonara observance that they are violating this other law which is oh, probably much more important because he's saving lives. It's, it's cool. You're talking about life-saving. If someone's an abusive husband and he's, he's, he's uh, you know, Literally beat his last wife. You have, you have to save this person from that from that marriage. So under this yeah. rule, Carl is obligated to tell the girl's family. Getting there, you know, he's jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's jumping ahead. You're getting there. Four time. Twenty-five minutes. So okay. So there. So again, we're talking about not in professional situations yet. So far, we're dealing okay. general terms with the community. Um, a rabbi, by the way, is a question we discussed, I think, if, I don't know if he was here. It's a question if a rabbi is a professional or not. That's a different question. It's a legal question. <laughs> no, listen, in this case, you don't want to be, because if you're professional, then I can't tell. So if someone comes to me and says, I'm dating this person, what do you know? I know this person has an STD, or they, they're abusive in their last marriage. I wouldn't be able to tell if I'm a professional. If they reveal that to me, right in there, the, the, the person revealed that to me, as if I'm a professional, I would not be allowed to reveal it. If I'm not a professional, if a rabbi is not considered a quote-unquote professional, um, I know many many rabbis who are not professionals. Now. Um, so then, uh, so then. A lot of doctors who are professionals. <laughs> that's true. So I don't know as many, but but so then I wouldn't be allowed to reveal it. So there was a, I told you I, I don't know if it was here and I mentioned that there was two previous cases um, that have gone to the courts in the United States. And I believe both in New York State, where the New York State court ruled 
that a rabbi is not considered a professional meaning as far as marriage comes. Meaning, a similar case, a woman came to a rabbi, said she's having an affair, um, told the rabbi. The rabbi then went and revealed it to the husband. And then the woman sued the rabbi for breach of confidentiality. So the court ruled that a rabbi is not a professional marriage counselor. Oh, the rabbi is allowed to tell. They ruled that he's not professional. A rabbi is not a professional. So you never knew that? That's he's allowed to tell, so to speak. So he's allowed, there's no breach of confidentiality. Because no, again, no, within, no, uh, within, to a rabbi, within, to a within Jewish, within Western law, breach of confidentiality specifically limited a violation of breach to professionals. Since a rabbi is not considered a professional counselor. But a priest is. I didn't say that. And actually, said that. I didn't, I didn't I, know. Uh, no, no, you're right. Maybe uh, according to the law, the priest is not, but according to the church, the priest is. No, okay. according to Texas to law, a clergyman is, uh, has a requirement of confidentiality. You know that? Yeah. New York State. That was New York. Yeah, New York State. New York State. Which, uh, rabbis are professional. New York. Could be in Texas, the rabbis are more professional. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It, 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 it is true. Yeah. Rab rabbis are, si simply because um, the hi history of the rabbinic profession in Texas is much more limited than the history of the rabbinic profession in <laughs> New York. Yeah. Oh, but it's state, are you saying it's a state law? There's a uh, state law uh, that state there's law breach in, of confidentiality for clergy. In, uh, clur no, in Texas, clergy are protected. Uh, I mean, Pretend meaning you conversations with clergy. Yeah. That's what you mean. Okay. You mean they're, not allowed to know. they're not allowed to They're not allowed to tell. Okay, it's good to know. I never, I never knew that. Glad someone's telling me. I mean, um, I, I, I wouldn't take it to court, but basically that's the law. I did take it to court, and that's... And what happened? What they ruled? What's the, can you tell us the case? Yeah. Can you tell us the case? Huh? Don't without the names. Tell, can I you don't know who remembers the names. No, the case. I don't care about it. Uh, uh, um, it had, let's see getting the case mixed up. So you're mixing uh, up your gynecology practice with your law. Oh, it, it happened to... Um, <laughs> no, this is when I was a lawyer. It, 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 it involved um, a woman's uh, husband who, I think, committed suicide and, and the priest or something, I'm not sure. But the, the uh, hospital chaplain at Memorial Southwest was going to tell, was going to testify. We were at his deposition. I said, look, you open your mouth about anything that this woman told you, not only will I sue you, but I'm going to sue the hospital. And that ended the case. Then they settled. Doesn't mean that it's the law. It just means you're a good no, lawyer. No, no, no. It means you're a good lawyer. No, no, that was, uh, there was a, there's a rule of law. That was on the procedures of okay. court. Okay. The and then they settled. Well, well the first, first it went to the appeals court, which um, agreed with the you know defense attorney. Then it went up to the Supreme Court, and they said no. What they did? The guy's not allowed to testify. Not allowed to testify about what this woman told him because she uh, had the right of confidentiality with what you tell. A, uh, a pastor, or even a, a, even so what a hospital the guy chaplain. committed suicide? I'm, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the case. I Maybe might be mixing two cases. But I know it was Maybe what, this, what this woman told the um, the uh, uh, chaplain. The chaplain couldn't testify.
But it was a suicide. It was a suicide. I'm not. That might be a different case. Okay. okay so now it must have been there's something uh, that was contended because whatever contested because uh, suicide was murdered. So so again so now we have this general prohibition of lashon hara that means telling repeating negative information confidential information to someone that uh, could be construed as negative and then we have a general obligation to rescue to save someone's life or and we'll see it's not limited to life let's say that we're we're applying the contradiction sometimes there'll be cases where these two laws contradict each other and based on the juxtaposition of this very same verse not even juxtaposition it's in the same verse two totally unrelated laws it's understood to mean that don't speak Lashonara except when it comes to saving a life of course then you may speak Lashonara so that's that's the understanding so based on that now we get to now okay before we get to the professionals I, w- I want to just say how it's it doesn't mean every case across the board. Chavetz Chaim discusses this extensively, and he says very clearly in his book about Lashon Hara. Um, oh, he stole my notes. Taking the teacher's edition. Um, anyway, so the. Can't find my notes. Oh. We'll, we'll believe you that it can't be. Okay, yeah, copy the Chavetz Chaim. You could have been his doctor. Your hand right and it's illegible. That's right. That's my dream. So uh, it's not like this. Um, oh, here. Here, what I was looking for. Chavetz Chaim says... Find it quickly. Find it so quickly. Um... Right, so so it's there's two things. The Chavetz Chaim is 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 we're saying there's a general allowance, which by the way, so it's not limited to saving a life. For example, Chavetz Chaim also writes. He said, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, it's also about money issues. It's not limited. We don't limit it to saving a life. This concept of um of rescue. So so let's say I know. Let's say someone comes to me as a rabbi and says, I'm going into business partnership with this guy, this guy has, he wants to invest in my company, and I know that this guy has ripped his last three partners blind. So I'm also, in that case, that's not Lashnar, even though Lashnar, I can't tell him. No. This guy's going to lose, stands to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even you know, hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. I have an obligation right, right to say right. something. Um, that's not Lashnar. Again, Lashnar means where there's no, what we call Toelis, this clause that we're saying, you're allowed to say Lashon Hara when there's, quote-unquote, a toelet. Toelet means a benefit. The Torah only prohibits gossip mongering. Gossip means, I like the juicy details. There's, there's websites, there's hundreds of these websites. Now, when you go on, you want to find out the gossip. They're called gossip, right? Page 6 in the New York Post when I was growing up. The gossip column. Officially, there's there people's job is just to, to dredge up the gossip. That's their job, right? So you have whole websites today, TMZ and God knows what. I, I don't know, um, you know, all, where all their whole purpose, I know you're not familiar with ever heard of TMZ? It's America, you got to get to know the younger crowd. They, all they do is do dredge up gossip. What? Why do you know about TMZ? Hey, it's my job so, as a so, rabbi. So, someone came to me and said, what's the issue? My job as a rabbi. Um, thank God it's actually blocked. I have a filter. I have a filter. I'm a computer. It's a rabbi. I can't, yeah. Um, actually, it's a, okay, it's a Christian filter. It's called Covenant Eyes. For Christians, but it's a great filter. Yeah, I love it. So, um, so uh, the bottom line is, 
There was a go with this. Oh, so, so yeah, so if, says the Chavetz Chaim, if there's a toilet, that means there's a, there's a definitive, like you said before, purpose, good purpose, benefit for me telling this Lashonara, then I'm allowed to say, not just because I want to g- tell over the gossip. Meaning, people have to know, stay away from this person in the office. Don't go, to, you know, to the bar with this guy because he's known to, to spike the, the woman in your drinks. You know, he put a pill in your drink, then he takes you home, right? So, in that case, that's not that's a toilet. There's a benefit. Says the Chavetz Chaim, "Imechad Rosh Shalayi Rotzel Shtatav Beis Adavar Mechad." He's making a partnership with someone. A bad result will come out of this partnership. Meaning, the guy's either going to rip him blind or whatever the case is. He has to tell him to to rescue him from this bad thing. So it's not only limited to health issues; it can be limited to many things, um, to many aspects. So, for example, dating. So even if it's not a health issue, but if I know this person, like I saying, is, you know, is a terrible. He has a past record. He's on his fourth marriage, and or he, you know, he's been he sleeps around with everyone while he's married, and I know that either as a rabbi, as a friend, I have an obligation to tell. Says the Chavetz That's not lashon hara. That's called lush. It's it's not. You can't. It's not even lashon hara. Meaning it's not lashon hara with toilets. It's not lashon hara. That is not lashon hara. You have to say if someone calls you again now. It's not, it's very, you have to be very careful because it's a slippery slope. You know, a person could say, oh, listen, you know, you're dating this person, you know, I know they have, uh, they're allergic to peanuts, don't they, and, you know, or something like that. That, you know, there has to be something, as the Chafetz Chaim is going to give you the criteria, there are five stipulations the Chafetz Chaim says when you're allowed to reveal it. That's why I put on the bottom of the page here. Um, four, actually, only have four here, I think, or five. I might have missed one. So uh, disclosure is restricted in the following four ways. So it's it's very li- it's a very broad paintbrush. We're saying anything that will be a toilet. But number one is says the Chavetz Chaim the presence of a disease or physical defect. He's, he's by the way is going in a dating situation. Again, not professional, not Carl. We, right now we're just still going the dating scene. The presence of a disease or physical defect may be disclosed. However, says the Chavetz Chaim a vague general weakness or deficiency. So he has athlete's foot. You know, that's something you can't reveal. Because that's not going to, I mean, depends how bad it is, but how, that's not really going to affect the marriage in a serious way, the assumption is. has to be something, as we're going to see, that affects the relationship in a serious way. So a vague general weakness or deficiency, which, so he has, uh, let's say he gets migraines, I don't know, that, maybe that depends how often, but he has allergies, like I said, he's allergic to penicillin. <laughs> so which does not immediately compromise health may not be disclosed. So it has to be something serious enough that this person's health will be compromised and therefore it will affect the relationship in a serious way. Okay, and as physicians, I'm assuming you you could think of uh, different cases, applications. You hear, you hear what he's saying? It's limited to a serious illness. So let's, let's say the guy's, an extreme case, the guy has cancer and he's going for chemo. And he's not revealing it to, his, to the person he's dating. Now this guy is not going to be able to have kids with the chemo, the chemo you know, I- at least while he's on chemo for sure. And, he's, he, and even if she does get pregnant, Right, that's pretty dangerous. The chemo could be defective children, so there's a lot. So that's something that's clear. You would have to reveal because I'm saving this. That's something that could. Be, she wants to have kids, and he's not telling her that he that he had cancer and he's chemo. Now, if let's say the guy had cancer 30 years ago and he's he's 30 years in recession, so that's a different story. I'm not sure in that case. You know, it's, he's he's already you know whatever it is. I don't know what the cutoff point would be. That you'd have to speak to a physician. What? He's 15 years, uh, you know, in, in 
doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have cancer already, and he couldn't have kids. So then you have no obligation to reveal that he had cancer 20 years. You understand? Why you, you're not so happy no, with my... Just thinking of another issue, which is what if somebody tells you that such a so-and-so beats his wife, and you're going to oh. tell up to the girlfriend, and you say somebody told me that he yeah. beats his wife. So in that case, so that's true. So you, so you have to say, meaning there are times, and we'll see that that's important. Meaning, if someone tells you lashanara, cases where it could affect your life. So you're ne- that's a different question. Meaning, can the receiver, meaning the person you're talking to, accept it as truth? So the so that is a different story. Meaning, there's two problems with lashanara, as we know. Lashanara involves two people, so there's the person speak. There's two violations: the person speaking lashanara, telling over the gossip, listening. and the person listening. So the Allah is you. You're not allowed to listen. Let's say the guy just blurted out at the yeah, water cooler. No, no, so now, true. if you heard lashanara, you're not allowed to accept it as truth. You, but if it's relevant to your life, let's say I am now t- five years later after I heard that at the water cooler, um, I, this guy wants to partner with my business. So I'm, I don't have to accept this truth, but I'm allowed to what's called, Chavetz Chaim calls it Choshesh for it. I can be concerned about it. Not, I don't know if it's true, but it, I, I don't want to go into partnership with the guy because it might be true. That's enough of a reason. I'm allowed to act on the concern that it might be true. You understand? Yeah, what if it's a third party? I can't accept it as 100% true. It's a very hard thing, by the way, psychologically. If, if a third do. party wants to, is going to go into business with a guy, are you obliged to tell the third party that you heard from that other guy that that's... So again, if it's something that could be true and it's likely to be true, again, you have to say it, and that's the Chavitz Khan is going to talk about it, in a way where you're not exaggerating. You have to just repeat the words. I heard this about someone. Do some research. I don't know for yeah. sure. No, as a, or as a rabbi, some, this happens a lot. People call me and I'll say, listen, there's stuff, I, I, um, there's stuff there to check out. You know, sometimes I'll be even more vague depending on what the situation is, but there are things that deserve more checking, you know, I wouldn't just rush into it, you need to do your research a little more. Or I could say a specific area, do your research, uh, you know, in the health situation, you know, remember there was a health issue, I might know what it is, I don't want to reveal it, so I'll say there was a health issue, you know, you need to do more research, either discuss with him on the date, or or do your research, or speak to this person, might know more about it, or I could send, you know, I could send to the doctor, or someone else, or a family member. So, 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 number one is, <coughs> you could only dis- disclose things that are serious. Okay, let's say that again, this is a dating context. B, the nature or extent of a disease or injury must not be exaggerated in any way. So it means, whatever Lushenar you're saying, it's not, again, it's not limited to health, here he's talking about, is you have to say exactly the facts. You can't <coughs> embellish, you know, let's say you know, the person's only going to listen to you, the person's only going to listen to you if you, uh, you know, embellish it. You know, some people, they only hear if you say it in an extreme way. But you can't do that. You have to state the facts the way they are. Because you can't say, listen, uh, major news, this major thing that you have to be concerned about and, and start embellishing. Okay, you have to just state the, the facts exactly the way they are. Um, C, the sole motivation prompting, this is what you were saying before, the intent is very important. The Chavetz Chaim says, you're only allowed to say it if your goal is to help the person and to prevent this relationship from happening in this case. But if your goal is, you also happen to hate the guy's guts, okay, by the way, on the side, then you then you have no place to say it. You have to go to someone else, maybe, and you say, get a third party to say it, because once you have what we call negiyut, that means you have bias here, you happen to hate the guy's guts, 
similar to what's going on in this country now. So meaning, even if what you're saying is the truth, but if there's a bias and your intent is something else, that causes a problem in the way you're telling it over. And therefore, Chavetzayim says, in that case, you can't say it. So the sole motivation prompting disclosure must be the benefit of the person to whom the information is supplied. No disclosure may be made when prompted even in part by personal animosity. You hear this? Very important. So, so meaning, if there's personal animosity, Listen, we're not saying, one second, I want to make it clear. It sounds like what Chavz Chaim is saying. If there's personal animosity, not that you can't say it, but you have to be careful what the purpose of your intent is. The intent is, when you're saying Lashonara about someone for a toelis, for a benefit, it has to be because you want to help that person. You want to prevent the partnership, whatever it is, but not because of your animosity. Now, I was meaning if, if you have, you know, if you wouldn't say it if you didn't hate the guy's guts, so then you can't, you, then you can't say it. It works the other way. When you hate the guy's guts, that's <laughs> when you do say it. Exactly. <laughs> that's right, but you can't exaggerate. I, uh, well, you do. You <laughs> the reality of life, that's what happens. Okay, number As four. As you say in what's happening today. Yes, that's yeah, terrible. Um, so disclosure is permissible only when there exists reasonable grounds. Again, so this is similar to A. Um, in that sense, it has to be reasonable grounds for assuming that the information divulged will be the determining factor in terms of the decision. So again, you know, even if it's something serious, but let's say this person, I know this woman doesn't want to have kids anyway. Okay, so now there's no reason then, so it's irrelevant to tell her that this guy can't have kids. Let's say I know this guy can't have children. Okay, that's some kind of problem. He's, he's infertile. In the case where it's irrelevant to the relationship, I can't tell her that. Bad example. Why? She she'll be taking birth control pills, which poses a risk to her. She needs to know. Oh, she interesting. Take birth okay. Control pills. Right. That's a good point. Maybe that's something I'd have to think about. That's a, that's a valid point. What I'm saying is, uh, I don't know. Another example is something. When meaning, it's not something that's going to make or break the relationship. And it's. Uh, and I'm saying it's irrelevant, but it could be somewhat relevant. But it's not something that's going to be a deciding factor. Like we're saying, he has athlete's foot. I know I dorm with this guy in college. It's terrible athlete's foot. Does that mean? Should I tell that they're on the sixth day? They're dating already for six months. You know, is that something that's important for me to tell? Is that is that going to make or break the relationship? Something well, like that. She knows by now. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Maybe he's treating it. To, to Third date. Uses a lot of, you know, or I'm Second. saying is he's scared of heights. You know, he's scared of heights. Listen, as long as you're not going to live in a condo, I don't know. It's irrelevant to the relationship. Listen, if she, I know she likes going bungee jumping. Maybe that's that's important. Okay, so so cases like that. Um, yeah. Okay, so that, these are very important uh, um, aspects. So, so I think I'm going to stop here. Next week we'll get back to the professional settings. Because when it comes to profession, you have a much bigger question, a greater question, which is two things. One is, I can violate the law. I might lose my medical license. Am I obligated? We're saying you're obligated to reveal to save someone's life. But what happens if by revealing, they're going to take away my, I could lose my medical license? Um, that's one question. So you have, that's why professions, we have to view it differently. Halacha maybe makes provisions. Am I, am I obligated to give up my whole livelihood in order to save someone else? Okay, that's really the question. Because if I violate the law, if I, viol if I violate the, the Western law and I lose my license because Halacha tells me I have to say, how does that work? And there's the other question which someone mentioned before about insurance companies. Let's say the insurance company is telling me to come testify about a patient. Um, who I know has a previous, oh, let's say a patient suing, it had an accident, and she's suing the, the, the her driver hit her because of a neck injury, which she had before. Yeah. 
Okay, so am I obligated to say something in that case? 